Welcome to today's edition of Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reffel. Wow, buckle your seatbelts. We're going to have a great time today. If you've already looked at the title, you know we're in for a great ride. Hey, Glenn, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm just so I'm just so thankful because just the preparation for each of these podcasts and these teachings, it really just impacts my life. This is going to change lives today. There's going to be people that really will be impacted with today's teaching. Hearts and eyes and ears will be open to hear uh, the, the word of God. Uh, because we're going to teach you, on, uh, I'm addicted. I'm addicted. So we're going to have to wait till the end to see and hear what we're addicted to. And so this this is going to be a life-changing uh, teaching today. Looking forward to it. And, and just thank you. Thank you for, for the people that listen and tune in and share uh, share the teaching. We appreciate you so much. A absolutely. You know, Glenn, uh, just before we uh, started the podcast, we were talking about the fact that um, one of the things that's fascinating to see is that the audience uh, who 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 uh, helps us spread this. So if you're watching this and this has meaning for you, by all means, please like and share this with your your circle of folks that you connect with, whether it be on Facebook or on uh, YouTube, or we of course uh, share the repleminute.com because that's a great spot where all of these. We're this is actually episode 118 in the Kingdom Living Podcast, which is an outgrowth, uh, Glenn. For, now, this has been on, we've been doing this for several years, which is an outgrowth from the book you wrote, Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy, which was an outgrowth from when the Lord gave you the REPL Minute as that daily Monday through Friday uh, motivational piece that makes a difference for thousands every single day. You can have it delivered just directly in your inbox, or you can just go to the REPL Minute uh, dot com and access it there. But I always tell people who are new to this, you know, Glenn, this isn't an opinion show. That's what makes this fun because literally it is, I would call it a Bible study because everything we're talking about is not somebody's opinion. It's like scripture after scripture. And that's why uh, the point that I want to bring in just before we jumped into today's topic was I love the title uh, of, of the last message, uh, Kingdom Living episode number 117. It was the number one thing people are looking for. And again, if you're new to this or you hadn't had a chance to see that one, I really want to encourage you to go to the repleminute.com, take advantage of that um, because it's such a powerful teaching. And we're just, you know, it's not about the numbers, but it's interesting to see and follow how many people uh, are moved by a message like that. And that was an extremely powerful message reaching globally. And I have a feeling... <laughs> this this is going to have that kind of impact and maybe even then some, Glenn. Yeah, this is going to be a life-changing uh, message and teaching today. Uh, I'm addicted is, is what we're calling this today. I am addicted. And so here's the, here's the question uh, that, that we want to ask today is, uh, which is the greater energy source, food <laughs> or the word of God? Well, let me just let that impact a little there. Which is the greater energy source, food or the word of God? Which one's impacting you more with energy? Boy, and where do you get your energy? Where, where are you charging up and getting charged? Because uh, we've been so focused that food uh, is the energy source. And we're going to see that we can eat and feast on the word of God and get our energy through uh, through the word of God living inside of us. So, so we what you're going to see here, we are, you are God's energy field. You are God's energy field. And boy, that's exciting as we, we expand and, and look at this a little more. So what we're going to be doing is putting the fraud fire extinguisher on this idea that we're separated from God. But we are... There's a oneness. We have a oneness with God, and it's now. There's a oneness that we have with God now. This is now. I mean, we're dealing with a now that happened. Everything prophetically was pointing to 2,000 years ago, and it has happened. 
There's a oneness that has happened now because God is outside of time. And we get in into the green line, red line. We'd be talking about that a little more. But let's look at the scripture uh, that is talking about that, the awareness of our oneness now. And this is in 1 John 2, verses 5 to 6. And again, Carrie, as we've said this before, too, is, is that as we're as I'm going through a lot of scriptures here, is, is the important part is, is to allow uh, the Holy Spirit in your spirit uh, if, to, to, to come in. If, if this is true, uh, open up that heart, open up that mind to hear what the word of God is speaking. Uh, and, and it's so, so important to hear that. And that begins, uh, that begins uh, the, the, the charging of, of the batteries and, and the energy inside of us. So whoever treasures, look at this, whoever treasures the logic of God's authentic thought, his thought, has his, here it is, agape love fully realized in its most complete context. That's kind of what we're just talking about uh, with, with uh, last, last time's teaching. Uh, this is what our association and this union in Christ is all about. It is in this place a, a consciously abiding in the awareness, in our awareness of your oneness that your conversation unveils the same fellowship with the Father that Jesus enjoys. Let, let's just look at that. Our, our awareness of our oneness unveils the same fellowship with the Father that Jesus enjoys and results in a daily walk that mirrors his, one of, of living your life in the full benefit of that fellowship, of that agape love, and, and the awareness of our oneness with God. And as that happens, oh my gosh, it just it just expands. And we're going to be doing that. And the addiction starts taking over. So let's let's review what we do and we go through on a regular basis, because this is really important. We're talking about this before the broadcast. Is is that is that we got to understand the green line. The green line is the is the line, the forever line. Uh, that's the eternal, that's the timeless line, that's the ageless line, uh, that's the immortality line. Is that is that the three great, what's the three greatest historical events ever, ever, ever? And we think about it, a lot of times we just go back and say, okay, these are wars and all these things. The three greatest historic events uh, are really was, was God created and spoke into existence creation. He spoke it. And the other part, he knew us before he spoke it into existence. He knew us, he knew us, and he knew what was going to be happening. And so, and he and, and in that he created Adam and Eve, the first, first man and woman. And, and he, he put in the garden there that, hey, be, be fruitful and multiply. And he says, in this garden, uh, in, in the center, there's two trees. There, there's, there's the tree of, of, uh, uh, of, of life, and there's the tree of, of good and evil. And when you eat from the tree of, he says, don't eat from the tree of good and evil. But when you eat from that, you will surely die. And so uh, man, Adam, uh, decided to go his own ways and ate from the tree. And so consequently, we have the second greatest historical event, which was with the fall. And, and with that, God didn't leave us. We left God. And so, uh, and, and with that, uh, uh, that's this where death came in, sickness and disease, and then all the, uh, the shame and the guilt. And so this red line that we, uh, Carrie and I, we talk about, and so death entered in, but but here comes the third greatest event, and this is the one that is so important that we grasp and get, because this is a now, this is a now, this is the day that the Lord has made. He, he recreated us. We are redeemed. We've been redeemed where God, God came, the, the Spirit of God came into human life through Jesus Christ. And with that, he gave, he gave it. No one killed Jesus because you can't kill Jesus. You can't kill God. Uh, he's deathless. However, he gave his life in death to redeem all, 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 all mankind, all mankind. And he did that. And we're just now revealing and giving it. This is the prophetic message that began in Genesis and through Revelation is pointing to 
that day. That is the day that changed everything. And the trumpet blew on that day. And it's saying, listen to me. This is the day the Lord has made. And heaven came to earth. Jesus came to earth as a human in the spirit, in the body, to live inside a man. And then he uh, defeated Satan. He, he rose again out of the grave and he ascended to the right hand of God where we're sitting now too, ascended with him. And so with that, the Holy Spirit came, the divine nature, the God had to live inside a man incarnate, just like Jesus was. So that's exciting news because the kingdom of darkness we see here represents mankind's ignorance of the word of God, which we're speaking right now. And we're going to see that through scriptures. And so, so when we think, when we think uh, a, a kingdom of darkness, we, we, we get the benefits of that. But when we speak the love, the agape love of God, oh, it's just so exciting. Uh, and, and we experience uh, the energy force that comes out of God inside of us. And we're going to be going there. But here's, here's the scripture that, I, that we continually bring up. And I think it's just so important uh, to, to look at this because, uh, and, and again, this has been personalized, but, I, but, and again, I'm speaking this over you too. And again, you can look at different translations, but so many translations also have a future context. They're not going to the now, the now of the cross that, that Jesus redeemed and, and made the day. Because what happens, we have this mindset of, of time. Well, we're outside of time because we have the Holy Spirit, God, the triune God, that God had living inside of us. So let's, let's look at this. Christ's resurrection is my, is our resurrection too. That's just so important that, that we, we see and, and get this is too. So it's ours together too. It's the body of Christ. He died for all. This is why I yearn for all that is from above. So we are yearning for more. We want it to understand the spirit life that God created us. So we're yearning for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. And guess who's sitting with him? We're sitting with him in the heavenly places now also. So here's an important part. This is an important word today that we're going to be learning. So yes, we feast, we eat. We're going to be talking about the bread that we eat. We, we feast, we're eating, and this is physical, spiritual. We're feasting on what? The word of God, on all the treasures, all the treasures of the heavenly realm and understanding the inheritance that we have. We're eating food where we can be eating the word of God for in the heavenly realm, the treasures of our identity of knowing who we are and fill my thoughts, fill our thoughts with the real world, the heavenly realities, and not with the distractions of the natural realm. So we're being so distracted by news, uh, the world events, that we're really missing God's purpose of coming to earth, which is his love. He loved us, and, and he gave his life for us, and understanding how much he loves us, and, and wants, us, wants his good pleasure uh, of, of living in the pleasure that he's got for all of his, his sons and daughters, his children. And so it's important. So we fill our thoughts or that our thinking is really an important part here because as we think will be what we believe. We'll be talking about that in a, in a minute here. So we get so distracted. We can be distracted with food that we're not really eating the food that sustains us, which is the word of God through Christ, the heavenly realities of who's living inside of us. We're living in him, the triune God. So verse three, my, our crucifixion with Christ. We died with Christ. My crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, this life. And now our, my life, our true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And here it is. This is verse three. And this brings it to a now type of, 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 of now, meaning going back 2,000 years. And as Christ himself, as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who we really are, who I really am, Carrie, who you really are. Who I really am will also be revealed. See, because what we're seeking is, 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 is really to understand our identity. We're seeking our daddy, our father. And, and when we understand who God is, who Christ is, and the Holy Spirit and who we are, and, and Christ is going to be revealed to us, 
uh, I am, I will also be revealed. And so as he is seen for who he really is, who I am will also be revealed. So here it is. For I am, you are, we are, we are one now. We are now one with him in his glory. That's powerful. So, so you know, we have this mindset. No, we got to be separated. No, we're one with him now. Now we're one with him now. And his heaven is opened up. So when Jesus came, he came. Is the kingdom of God is here before you. It's, a, it's amongst your midst. The midst, it, it, it's here now. And so when we understand that heaven is open. And here's here's something that we've we've talked about a little bit, but it, but I really like the graphic here, the uh, the PowerPoint because these are important parts. And Carrie was kind of talking about this too, as the revelation of the agape love of how much the Father's love. Because we've been looking for love in all the wrong places. So so the number one thing that people are looking for is this love of the Father. They're look when we can grasp the love. And how much he loves us and continue to grow in that. And then also talking about the revelation of judgment and, and not guilty is that uh, the scripture of uh, 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 judge not that you be judged and, and, and the way that you judge others is the way you'll be judged back to you. See, the judgment happened 2000 years ago. And if we're judging other people, that's going to be the way that we're judged back. But if we're being judged the way Jesus judged us, God through Jesus Christ judges and revealed through the Holy Spirit to us now, he judges innocent, not guilty, no shame, no guilt, no condemnation. We've been set free. He took all judgment on the cross. That's a big idea, and he's made us righteous. We are saints. We are fully cleansed by the blood of Jesus. So when we have a judgmental eye, and this is one of my words that I'm using this year, because let's face it, we come to Christ and we, we have this revelation, we still carry a little bit of that judgment as we're judging this person over here and thinking about this person, look at what, the, and that's the good, and that's, that's the knowledge of the good and evil tree, rather than judging them through the tree of life and the abundance and seeing people the way God sees us as being judged already, not guilty. And as, as the revelation of, of, of these and other revelations come to us, we start recognizing that we are in the, we are sons and daughters now of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit living inside us. And the revelation starts coming that there is such a freedom. So these four pictures here are showing, I died with Christ. I'm resurrected with Christ. I ascended with Christ, and I'm sitting with Christ now. And again, this is just so important that we just grasp this, our identity of where we're at and, and what's going on. And that just begins changing uh, our mindset, because really what we're dealing with here is a renewed mindset of thinking, and our thinking determines what we believe about who God is and who we are and who others are. And so learning to forgive and to love as God, because we're talking about a love, an enduring, continuous, unconditional love that God has had for his sons and daughters. We are his sons and daughters. He is our father. And the scripture says, call no one father, but except the father God. This is our father. He birthed us. He birthed us through the Holy Spirit, the same seed planted uh, and, and Mary is the same uh, seed that was planted in us through the Holy Spirit to give us the new birth. So here's 1 John 4, 12 through 13. And we're going to be talking about uh, the invisible God here is that God was never visible. God was the, to anyone until Jesus brought him into full view. So the, the, the spirit of God, the spirit of truth and life, uh, is is full brought into view through Jesus. Now your love does the same. Our love for one another is evidence of God's seamless that oneness union with mankind as witness in His love perfected. We're in us. 
And then this is the footnote in, in, the, in the mirror translation. Uh, and it says, see, see John 1, 18. Until this moment, God remained invisible because, because God became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. It became invisible to everyone. Now the authentic begotten son, but the monogenes, the monogenes, that gene, the Holy Spirit planted, begotten only to God, the blueprint of our design who represents the innermost being of God. The son who is in the bosom of the father brings him into full view. So Jesus Christ comes into full view and you see that we're in full view. He is the official authority qualified to announce God to the world. He is our guide who accurately declares, interprets the invisible God within where? Us. And then verse 13, and that was the footnote to that in, in the study Bible. His own spirit is the source of this gift of knowing that we are, look at this, continuously, seamlessly, and very consciously present in him and he in us. So let's look at this. And we I talked a little about this already. And, and this is so important because we're going to be, uh, we're going to be learning about uh, and, and talking about we are, you are God's energy field. You are God. We are God's energy field. We are his charging station. The energy, because, uh, because what happens when your battery runs down on your cell phone? You need, it needs to be charged again. So God's word is the charging field and, and for us in this earth. So, so let's look at this, uh, John 14, 20. In that day, you will know that we are in seamless union with one another. I am in the Father, you're in me, and I am you. This is Jesus speaking. So we're in seamless union. We've had some other teachings on this. And I know when that came to me that, wow, Christ in me, the hope of glory, that God, that Christ is in Jesus, and Jesus is in, in, in God the Father, and the Holy Spirit is in us. So we're in seamless, we're in a seamless union. And then 1 John 5, 20 says, we know that the Son of God has come and he has given us understanding to know him who is true. And we are in him who is true. And so, and, and we see also in, in 1 John 2, verse, uh, verse 5 and 6, actually, uh, excuse me, in, in, excuse me, 1 John 4, 15. And for anyone to see and to say that Jesus is the Son of God, look at this, is to awaken to the awareness that we are continuously seamlessly joined in this oneness. And whoever treasures the logic of God's authentic thought has the agape, has the agape love fully realized in its most complete context. This is what our association in this union in Christ is all about. And, and it, is, it, is, it is in this place of consciously abiding in the awareness of the oneness, of the oneness that your conversion, conversation unveils the same fellowship. You can see the pleasure. Fellowship is the pleasure with the Father that, that Jesus enjoys. Jesus enjoys and results in a daily, daily walk that mirrors his. So we look in the mirror. Who do we see? We see Jesus. We look in the mirror if we're seeing ourselves, then we're operating outside. We're operating into that, that red line living. We look in the mirror, we see Jesus. Jesus sees us. One of, one of, one of living your life in the full benefit of the oneness of Christ in us, the hope of glory. So here's, here's a thought that we have. Is, is that this is that green line. That's the eternal line. That is, that is the ageless line. That's living outside of timeline. So as we think about who Christ is and who we are, and we believe, because our thoughts determine what we believe. Uh, and, and so it's really important as to understand and always be looking, okay, what, what, what does this really mean? And so, so as we, we think is what we believe, and what we're going to understand here, too, is, is we are God's energy field. So as we understand our oneness of God's agape love, it creates energy, light, and life. <laughs> okay, much like we, we need to charge our, our, our cell phones every day. We got to charge, charge our cell phones. Uh, our, our cars run out of gas. And, and if our cell phone, if you don't charge it, what happened? It dies. It dies. 
And if we don't charge our mind with what we think and believe, uh, that energy force, what we're going to see is we're going to be reflecting either the tree of life full of God's energy, or we're going to be reflecting the law of good and evil, which is the reflection of the fallen mindset, which is filled with fear and death and shame and worry and anxiety and guilt and shame. You know, so all that versus having the fruit and the light of Christ and God's love reflecting through us. So, you know, much like we have windmills and the, and the, and the wind uh, provides that energy, uh, we have solar panels with the sun providing the energy uh, we need this to, to, to operate a cell phone. We need to charge our cell phones. So we need to go to the energy source, the energy source, uh, to, to that charging station of God's word to, to, to get our, our, our fuel and our energy and for our lights to shine. So we are God's energy field and shining the light of Christ. So we're going to see here, and we've had a teaching on this before about energy and, and power. And this is in Ephesians 1, 17 through 20. And, and, and this, is, this is Paul speaking. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would do what? Would impart to each one of us here the riches of what? The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. And this is what we're talking about because this is... This isn't Glenn speaking. This isn't Carrie speaking. This is the this is the spirit, and this the spirit of revelation is speaking to it. And it's to do what? To know Him through your deepening, deepening intimacy with Him. So the spirit of wisdom. This is wisdom, not the knowledge of man. This is the wisdom, the spirit of God's agape love, Him loving you and to experience His love is to know Him through deepening in intimacy, that fellowship with Him. I pray that the light, the light, the energy force of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us. We are pleasing. We are his pleasure, his holy ones. This is the way he sees us. He wants to wrap his arms around us and, and love us. That's the Father's love that he has for all mankind and redeeming us. And I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power, this dunamis power made available to you through faith. Then your lives <laughs> will be this living advertisement of his immense power, which is God's energy force just shining through you. So your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works, the energia through each one of us. This is the mighty Kratos power of Iskas that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor, supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Oh, you've got to chew on this, chew on his word here. So, so the energy force uh, that comes out of heaven you know, in, 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 and there's megahertz and so forth, but God's love energy force is the greatest force ever. His love force, that's the biggest, biggest power that's out there is his love, and it penetrates hearts and minds and lives, and it shines, it creates, when we understand the love that God has for us, it just brings, it brings a shine, a resonant, a, a, uh, the shine and the light of Christ in us. And that's why you can just see sometimes people have a smile, a radiance, and a glow, uh, which, which Jesus had. So uh, let's, let's look at this, the power source that happens. And this is in, in Luke 6, verse 19. Everyone and, and everyone in the crowd, and this is Jesus now, everyone in the crowd was pressing to touch Jesus because the power <laughs> was surging from him. And he healed them all at once, at one time, one by one. He healed them one by one. So when we can understand the power, the energy force that he has in living in us through his love. Now, now this is uh, when, when the, the, the woman of, of, with the issue of blood, uh, Jesus answered, someone has touched me differently. Someone has said, I felt a surge of power 
emanating from me. So that energy is coming from, from Abba Father. It's coming from God, Yeshua. Uh, and then realizing that she could not remain unnoticed, she approached Jesus trembling and knelt before him and proceeded to tell everyone her story that, that she felt heat going through her body. As she touched the hem, the hem of his garment, and was instantly cured of the issue of blood. The energy force is the word of God, the Holy Spirit in mankind. You, We are God's energy field. And he is our charging station through his word that we get charged every day on a moment by moment. It's just not a little bit. It's a continuous. It's a change of, of thinking to understand who we are and who he is and in that to understand how much he loves, loves us. So let's look at some of these, these, these and this is in Hebrews 4, uh, verse 12, and then we're going to go through a couple of translations here. And I, I just love this word, for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. It's like a two-mouth sword. So meaning the two-mouth sword is, is God's word speaking through you and me, in us right now. It's a double mouth sword. His word, he spoke it into existence. His word, his truth is like a double mouth sword. It will penetrate uh, to the very core of our being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. It's revealing the truth of the word of God. The Holy Spirit is revealing truth to us. And this is in the NIV, for the word of God is alive. It's alive. And we want to eat on this. We want to, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than this double-edged sword, the double-mouthed sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, because we're spirit, soul, and body. And so the spirit is alive and active. The word of God is spirit. It is, it is Christ came in the flesh, in the word. He is, he is the word. They're all one, alive and active. And so it penetrates even dividing the soul and spirit joints of marriage. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we want to be speaking the, 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 the God's energy. We're always speaking the word of God. We want to be speaking the tree of life, not the tree of good and evil, of condemnation, guilt, and shame. And see, that's a mindset. As we change the mindset and recognize that the word of God is inside of us, living inside us through the Holy Spirit. And, and this is in the, uh, the mirror translation. The message God spoke to us in Christ is the most life-giving and dynamic influence in us, cutting like a surgeon's scalpel, sharper than a soldier's sword, piercing to the deepest core of human conscience to the dividing of soul and spirit. Ending the dominance, this is good, ending the dominance of the sense realm and its neutralizing effect on human spirit. In this way, a person's, this is so good, in this way, a person's spirit is freed to become the ruling influence again in the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Because the Holy Spirit has entered in, impacted the mind, will, and emotions, and it's impacted the, the scrutiny of this living sword, Logos. That's the word of God. Jesus, the word, detects every possible disease. Look at this. this. It detects every possible disease that doesn't belong in the body, discerning the body's deepest secrets where joints and marrow meet. So, and, and, and the bone creates the blood. And so, and the blood is through the bone and it's, and the blood is coming us. So, so inside that we get new blood. We, it, there's healing that goes on when we understand we, you are God's energy field and we get charged through the word of God, the logos, the truth of God. And he's speaking the truth through his word to you and I right now. As, as, as we, we hear the, the word of God. And, and this, this, is, uh, this is a powerful verse that really, uh, really impacted me. And, and we've, we've, we've taught on this a little more, but, but it, just, it just, every time we go through this, it just is just so good. And this is Jesus speaking. <clears throat> and he's speaking to you. I speak to you living <laughs> truth, because he's standing there. Unite your heart to me and believe 
and you'll experience eternal life. You'll experience that, that green line. And we're going to say, I am, see, now he, he had just fed uh, the, the 5,000. I am the true bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert, and what did they do? They died. You know, so, so what bread are we eating? We're going to be eating the bread we die with, or we be eating the, the, the body of Christ, the word of God. So here's, I am the true bread of life. Your ancestors ate man in the desert and died. But, 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 but standing here before you, he's saying, I am the true bread that comes out of heaven. And again, the, uh, the man that came out of heaven too, but it was a physical. So here we are now. So I, I am the true bread that comes out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, what happens? When you eat this bread, you will never die. Spiritually, he just fed the 5,000 and they had the bread and it multiplied. The miracle happened there. And so he, there's a teaching going on here. We eat from the word of God. We can eat food, the natural food, or we can eat and feast on the heavenly with the word of God and, and understand our identity of who we are and have that power plant, that charging plant, uh, re recharging every part of our body and you will never die. And here he says, I am this living bread, not the dead bread, <laughs> the, the living bread that has come to you from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. The living bread I give you is what? Is my body that became flesh and is living inside of us now, which I will offer you as a sacrifice because he had not gone to the cross yet, which I will offer as a sacrifice so that all, 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 all may live. So we get that judgmental mindset out of us judging other people. Oh, you're a sinner. No, we have been all judged righteous. The sacrifice was for all. We need to change our mindset into the heavenly realm and be looking at people as, as their identity of what Jesus Christ did for all, for all. The words of Jesus sparked an angry outburst among the Jews. They protested, saying, does this man expect us to eat his body? See, and again, they're looking through the physical eyes rather than understanding the spiritual part of what God's doing through his redemption of all mankind. And Jesus replied to them, listen, listen to this internal truth. Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life. Eternal life comes to the one who eats of the of the body, the bread, and drinks my blood. And 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 again, and again, when you when and, and the woman at the well, when you drink this water, you'll never be thirsty again. So so it's understanding that the blood is the blood of redemption that's poured over us for the forgiveness. And 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 he, and he says, eternal life comes to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood. See, and the body is the word, it's the word of God. And, 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 and the blood is what was shed for us and drinks that into our soul and our mind and our will and, and impacts our body. I And I will raise him on the last day. The last day was the resurrected Christ. He is resurrected. That has happened. The last day has come. For my body is the real food for your spirit, and my blood is the real drink. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me, and I live in him. The father of life sent me, and he is my life. In the same way, the one who feeds upon me, I will become his life. I am not like the bread your ancestors, our ancestors ate and let her die. I am the living bread. I am that energy force. I am God's, I, you know, I am the charging station. I am the gas station. Uh, I am the living bread that comes from heaven. Eat this bread. You will live on that green line forever and ever outside of time as Christ is so are we in this world. So it's understanding our identity of who we are. And, and this is in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 and 5. And, and my language and my message went not 
uh, was were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, and, and plausible words of wisdom, but they were in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit of power of dunamis, a proof by the Spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearts, hearers, in the most holy emotions, and thus persuading them. So, so, and again, this is Paul speaking here in writing. So that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, human philosophy, but in the power, the energy, the dunamis of God, the energy force that came to earth uh, and, and ascended in heaven. We ascended with him and lives inside us through the Holy Spirit, the, the, the Godhead. So, so let me just read. So that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of man, in the noise of, of man, in the human philosophy, but with the power of God, the power of God living inside of us. And what we read in Galatians 5, verse 6, and we're going to look at a couple of translations here. For if, if we are in Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but, but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. So this is the love. So we experience and know the Father's unconditional love of us as son, sons and daughters of God. The energy, the light starts going, the energy field starts coming in to us. And then in Galatians 5 in the Passion Translation, when you're joined to the anointed one, the circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. <laughs> See, that's under the law. We're operating under the, the new covenant of grace where we had a works mindset. Now we have a, a mindset. He finished it on the cross. So uh, when you're joined to the anointed one, circumcision, religious obligations can benefit you nothing. All that matters now, now is the living in the faith that works. The energy expresses itself how? Through love, through the tree of life. That's the fruit that comes. We understand the Father's love living inside of us. So, and then th this is such an important part here too, is that because we're, because because one one of the questions is is uh, why do why, what's the purpose of the wilderness? Because because uh, they they wandered around the wilderness uh, uh, for forty years, and and so in in a part of the wilderness that we have, we've all gone through is to do that. To, to, to get rid of our pride, the humbleness, causing us to hunger and look. And, 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 and again, this is the, so causing us to hunger, then feeding us with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known. And the whole purpose of going through the wilderness is so that, and, and to learn this, this here, that man does not live on bread alone. This is important. Is there's a teaching going on here through the Holy Spirit that man does not live on bread alone. But what does he live on? He lives on the word of God, every word, every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That's the spirit life, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit revealing who Christ is will reveal who we are. And, and, and again, it's the word of God speaking truth to us. So, and, and again, this is so important that we, we understand this too. So in the midst of all these things that are going on, all the noise, all the confusion, all the fear that's out there, all the worry, anxiety is in the midst of all these things, we triumph over all of them. For God has made us to be more than conquerors. And how, how is he? Dem he's demonstrated this. He's demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So here's, here's the question then again. Uh, which is great? Which is the greater energy source? The food or the word of God? Which is the greater energy source? The food, the natural food or the word of God? And which one you feast on will be the one that, that determines your real energy for, source. And so the word here is, I am addicted to God's word. I'm addicted to God's love. I'm addicted to his good pleasure and fellowship of his word living inside of me. 
And so we want to be addicted. That's the desire. And so when we become addicted to his word, the appetite goes away. The food appetites. And see, because, and that's where fasting can be a real pleasure of joy. Because Jesus went away and prayed and fasted for many times to be with his father. And as we are with our father and experiencing the pleasure that he gives us of his love, oh, it's so great. And we understand our identity and how much our father loves us unconditionally. Amen and amen. <laughs> you know, Glenn, as we were going through that teaching, uh, excellent teaching and, and talking about being addicted, you know, I, I really like that term God's energy field because I was thinking about uh, as you were as you were working your way through uh, the biblical passages on that, that that is really something that we need to kind of understand um, in if we're really going to appropriate kingdom kingdom living. You know, we all often read those passages in the Bible, right, where they talk about us being the uh, uh, salt of the earth or being the the light uh, in a dark place, and people like to say things like that. But I think that that terminology, God's energy field, you really are put here. Um, you are here on assignment. I often say that because uh, your 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 uh, opportunity is to make a difference in the lives of other believers. That's why, Glenn, we always talk about when people go through kingdom living or they uh, study the fraud series or they look at the Ripple Minute, we always encourage everyone to please like and share and send this around to people that, that will have that impact because, you know, there's the, there's the two sides of it. There's what we're called to do, which is to share the good news of the gospel and how it's applicable right here, right now. But then the second part, Glenn, is the benefits that you wind up from doing so. Because when you're in alignment with what God has for you, uh, there are all these things. We talk about it every single uh, broadcast. We talk about the Believer's Declaration of Rights just because of that. These are the things that accrue to you when you're when you're lined up with, uh, with all that God has for you. Amen. And, you know, Kerry, uh, you know, it's, we, we talk about at the back of the book, mm -hmm. there's in the appendix, uh, I was counting. There's there's eight pages of IMs, yes. and it took several years of just writing it. But now and we haven't released a new mm -hmm. edition of the book. Uh, but there's two more new IMs that I just got out of, of of this teaching. I'm addicted to I am I am addicted to God's word. I'm addicted to God's love. And the third one's I'm addicted to His pleasure, His fellowship. Oh, it just and again, it's important that we speak the I, these I am's because the enemy works inside of our mind and says, you're not, you're not, you can't be like Jesus. You can't, you can't love, you can't forgive. Look what those people did you. We were judged. We've already been judged and set free. We've, we have been made righteous and washed clean. of the, And our consciousness, our soul has been washed clean of all the hurt, those wounds, those scars that have been washed clean. And we've been set free through his love, through his occupant. Not the love of man, the love of God. So we can be addicted looking for the love of man where the addiction is, is understanding and be addicted to his word that just shines. See, and again, there's people, I never forget one lady uh, that, that uh, uh, she, she, she was, I mean, she, she was a prostitute. She'd, she'd been sexually abused by, uh, by her father and sold as a sex slave as a young girl. And, and so uh, uh, she was ready to take, uh, commit suicide one night uh, with pills. She threw the pills, but she heard, she heard the voice of God says, uh, I love you. I love you. She heard that voice. She threw the pills on the ground and she started looking for somebody that exuded that love. And she could see the radiance. She could see the energy force. She could see the, the glow coming out of a person. And she went to them and she, she, she fellowshiped with a group of people and they were hugging. They were hugging each other. She, she had never experienced that without the physical, the physical side that goes with that hug. She saw the unconditional love. And that's where we're at today is to be in fellowship and experience the pleasure of God. 
You know, I, I was going to say, I know we're going to read the uh, Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights and then pray for everyone in the sound of our voices. But it, but what you're saying is so true. You know, Glenn, we were talking about this before we began the teaching today, uh, that it really is difficult for uh, people who are sort of caught up, I call it the red line living, the red, the world system kind of way of thinking. We don't understand. We just, we often hear that expression, well, love is love. Well, no, because there definitely is a, a uh, hierarchy of this. And we were talking about, and I don't know that in today's world, we hear enough about agape love, which is that unconditional kind of love that God has for us. He loved us so much. He sent his only begotten son to die for us. And it says, it says so that you may have life and more abundantly, which is the part. That's why we keep going, well, I'm saved, so I'm going to heaven one day, and it will be terrific then. And it's like, no, that that that's true, but 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 the point is that you're missing the whole point. He came that you may have life and abundantly right now. And that's why this believer's declaration of legal rights is so important, because you always have the enemy or somebody uh, whispering in your ear, trying to tell you all the things that are wrong. And really what God is saying is, let me tell you all the things that are right. <laughs> amen, amen. So that's why it's important that we just speak this declaration of our, of our legal rights that God's given us. And this is an important part. So, and I'm going to read this. And, and I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong in the family of sons and daughters of God. I can enter into God's presence boldly now. I have I've been recreated into God's image and likeness of love, agape love. I manifest in his spirits, look at this, heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy. I am restored and redeemed and recreated back with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit living in me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Yeshua, Jesus. I have legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and rulers of the kingdom of darkness. I have through the Holy Spirit living in me, look at the, the resurrection power to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick and they are healed. And they're healed through the word of God becoming life in them. So that life, he came, as Carrie said, to, 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 to have life and have it more abundant. So that life is the light, and it's shining in us and comes in us and actually impacts our body through the whole cellular system, too, that it's recreated inside of us. These bones come alive. Father God, we, we thank you. We thank you, Jehovah. Yahweh. Father, we, we thank you. And Father, we just, just pray blessing that this message, your word, does we know does not return void. It's impacting people's lives. It opens their heart up. And Father, we just thank you. We just thank you. We just thank you. We praise you. We praise you for your word. We praise you. For, we thank you for your loving us, loving the whole world that you would come into us and live inside of us. Father, we praise your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, another uh, excellent uh, edition on the Kingdom Living podcast, Addicted to Love. And I want to encourage you uh, to go back. Everything is available to you absolutely at your fingertips at the rippleminute.com. Take a look at last week's message, uh, the number one thing people are looking for. And you'll see how all these things kind of fit together because Glenn, like we keep saying, it, you know, we're just following the Holy Spirit and it's just really a, a, you know, what does the Bible say? And when we stick to that, we get the real truth. And that's, uh, that is so wonderful to know. And so uh, remember, if this has had meaning for you, like and share with those in your circle and look forward to seeing you on the next edition of Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. Thanks, Glenn. God bless you.